sitting down with world champion Elijah Winnington of Australia. You're in Spain at training camp preparing for Commonwealth Games right now, Elijah. Um, first of all, I just have to say a big congrats on that world title, on the silver medal and the four by two free relay as well for Australia. Um, just let's start there. Uh, can you take me through just coming into Budapest, how you were feeling in the water coming off of your trials and, and what, what kind of goals you had for yourself heading into world champs? Yeah, thank you, Coleman. Um, it was a, a pretty surreal world champs um, for me. I guess off the back of trials, um, I had a lot, of, a lot of pressure on myself um, to make, not only make the team, but sort of put up a competitive time after sort of not doing exactly what I wanted to do in Tokyo. Um, and I came off the back of, you know, trials with a lot of pressure off my shoulders and I actually sort of went into worlds really relaxed and that was sort of flowing into what I was doing in the water and the pool. Um, I was, you know, super relaxed in my training sessions um, and that really showed all the way up until Budapest. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I, I went to the world championships um, with no expectations of uh, like performance or time or anything like that. I just kind of wanted to enjoy the experience, um, see some friends um, like, you know, I'm good friends with Drew Kibler and a couple of the guys from America. So like, you know, I get to see them once a year. So I just wanted to, you know, really lap up that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so then, you know, prelims of the 400 free is day one. You, you moved through pretty easily 344 four. Um, how easy was that 344 for you in prelims? If I'm going to be completely honest with you, it wasn't that easy at all. I thought going into the final that maybe like a 342 high, 343 low would have been like my absolute top. Um, I got out of the sort of the prelim swim and my legs were really hurting me. And I was like, okay, like that's a, like a little bit of a shock. Um, but the goal for the prelims is always just to make the final and I did that job um, and I, yeah, I just went into the final with really zero expectations and just wanted to enjoy it. Yeah. And so then in that final race, uh, was there a certain race plan that you were looking to execute? Yeah. So um, my coach Dean Boxall and I kind of sat down um, and we sort of discussed a plan that would um, obviously focus on the best result I can do, but also, mindful of that it is a race and I do have other competitors that I'd have to race against. Um, so for me, it was really based around, um, you know, going out hard, um, particularly because I was next to two European guys that particularly like to really back end their races um, and try and drag them out with me and try and make them a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and then the third hundred is just to almost relax and make sure that, you know, I'm still there with them. And I was, you know, fortunate that, Lucas really pushed that third 100 and tried to make his move. But, you know, I was really just kind of sitting there and biding my time till then, you know, the last 75 meters, I could really turn it on. Uh, and hearing you describe that is great because that's, I mean, sounds like you executed that pretty perfectly just from me watching it right in, in real time. Uh, I mean, I remember like you went out fast, Lucas kind of caught up on that third 100 and then you just blew him blew him away that last 75 meters um and then can can you you know what were you feeling when you touched the wall not only realizing um, you were first your world champion but 341 too 
Yeah, I think I think it was like a very surreal experience that I'm not even really sure if it's quite sunk in yet. And I guess that's a good thing because it keeps me with something to like keep on chasing. But, um, you know, when I touched the wall, it was kind of this like massive, not relief, but it was like this, all right, like I'm here now, like I know how to, you know, execute it on the world stage and I know how to do, you know, what I do. Um, and just to see that 341 really solidified in my mind that, you know, with another few years of, you know, unbelievable training and sort of submitting into the, my program with Dean Boxall that, you know, I can achieve something quite special in the men's form of freestyle. Uh, the last time I spoke to you, I think was about a year and a half ago and you had just yeah. moved uh, to start training with Dean. Um, so I, I need an update on that. Just obviously the results have been good, but you know, how has that training been? How do you feel like it's changed you as an athlete and as a person in the last year and a half? Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been incredible. Yeah. So last time I chatted to you, I was about, you know, first two or three months training with Dean. Um, so now I'm, you know, very well rehearsed and, you know, what his programs are like and, how he, you know, his coaching style and that sort of stuff. So it's good to know that it actually really gels with me because not all programs, you know, gel with each athlete. Um, but, you know, it's actually really promising to see, you know, how far I've come in the past year and a half, um, not just like physically with my swimming, but also like mentally. Um, you know, I'm chatting to my good friend Kyle after, uh, before the foreign freestyle. And, you know, he sort of goes to me, once you get to these, world levels you know everyone's trained hard it's you know it's 95 percent of a mental game now um and i think that's where really you know dean and my performance coach who you know dean helped me get in contact with have really helped me with that sort of thing um is because it's so mental um when you get on the day you can be as as fit as anything like i was in tokyo but if you're not uh, strong in the mind, then it can all go pear-shaped. So I think that's the biggest shift I've seen in the last year and a half. Um, and I'm really excited to see where I can keep growing in the next two years. What, does Dean do things specifically that you think help grow that mental fortitude? I mean, because Dean himself seems exceedingly tenacious, right? Uh, but how, how does he pass that on to his athletes from your perspective? I think it, I think it's, it's really, it's what everyone sees, you know, day in and day out. He doesn't put, you know, all that on for show at a world championships or Olympics. That is every day at training is this, this passion and his love for his athletes. Um, he treats us like his own children. Um, he calls us when we're down, he makes sure that we're okay, you know, he cried tears with me in Tokyo and he also, you know, jumped up in joy with Ariane. So, you know, he goes through it all and he feels all the emotions. And I think that's the connection that, you know, the top swimmers need is with their coaches is because it, it forms this complete trust. And then that's what helps you not only grow physically, but that's where the mental game comes in. Gotcha. And so then uh, just in terms of your training group, who do you, uh, are, are you day-to-day -day training with Ariarn or, you know, what athletes are you, are you going head-to-head -to -head with mostly? Yeah, so, um, I mean, as of right now, we're a pretty female-dominant um, program. But, yeah, I'm in the distance group with Ariarn, so I get to, you know, 
train alongside her every day and that was a big part of why Dean actually wanted to bring me on board is because he knew I would then help her um obviously I mean sometimes I don't but <laughs> most of the time I'm ahead of her with pacing times and stuff like that in training so it gives her to someone to, someone to chase and you know it keeps me on my toes um and then I train in the distance group alongside Kia Melverton who got silver in the 800 meter freestyle um Jenna Forrester who's on this team also um, and then we have a couple of New Zealand swimmers. Um, and then mainly the guys that I train with, are, you know, Jack Cartwright, who was a phenomenal relay swimmer at the world championships. Um, and then some up and coming swimmers like, you know, Kai Taylor, Rob Thorpe, Josh Staples, who, you know, are all sort of going through that junior, um, Australian team to, uh, then beyond. <laughs> I told Molly to use the same link because I thought he'd be wrapping up by now. Hey, Molly. So got- <laughs> also, so got- also, I get to I get to train alongside Molly, but she's more so sprint, so I don't get to I don't get to do as much sort of stuff with her. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, so I don't I don't know if you've seen this, but you know, uh, Bobby Fink and Katie Ledecky now train at, at, at the same location. They train together at the University of Florida. Um, you put out a couple of videos of that and, you know, them going head to head was really exciting. I'm curious. Yeah. And you, you touched on it a little bit, but what Ari is like as a trainer. And if, you know, if she pushes you on a day-to-day basis, if she beats you in practice, sometimes if you have to stay on your toes, as you said, to, uh, to keep up with her, to, to best her in practice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, Ariane's now the world record holder, right? So she she can definitely swim. So um, yeah, always keeps me on my toes. But at the end of the day, it's it's inspiring as well, um, and it's something that you know I can just strive towards. Is how consistent she is when she performs, and you know I'm lucky that I get to train alongside some incredible athletes, but you know predominantly predominantly girls from this. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so then, you know, moving forward, obviously you're at training camp in Spain right now. What does that look like for a distance athlete or, you know, for, for an athlete with your events who you just had a world champs, you know, I'm guessing you, you tapered pretty heavily or soundly for that one. And then you have this kind of four or five, six week period in between. Um, what does the camp look like in Spain for you right now? Yeah, so when we first arrived in Spain, um, most programs, including ours, we got about two or three days off. So I stayed in Barcelona just with some squad mates and uh, we just chilled out, you know, went shopping, went to the beach just for two or three days to really just unwind after the competition. Um, And then pretty much since then, it was about building up a good solid aerobic base till the end of that week. So, you know, last Sunday. Um, and then this week has been full back into main sets and sort of re-gearing back up for the Commonwealth Games, which start in about three weeks today. Um, so um, I've never actually had to do sort of this three-meet block. Um, obviously, I, I normally find it quite hard to go from, you know, such a short turnaround at the trials to then a world championships. Um, and I was actually chatting to, you know, Drew Kibler and, you know, Alex Walsh, who, you know, they had to come off the back of, you know, NCAAs, then into their world selections and then into their worlds. So worlds was like their, their third meet. Um, and just chatting to them about sort of their approach to it all and how they sort of found it. And, you know, they said it's extremely difficult, but 
clearly they could do it. You know, they they performed exceptionally at Worlds. So um, it's just one of those things where it's, you know, you have to learn through it and you have to go through it. But, you know, in Spain, we're putting in some good work. Um, and then we head to France next week where I think it'll start to sort of get more specific and taper down. Yeah. And then just to wrap up, what what obviously coming off the Worlds you had, didn't have many expectations there. <laughs> And that seemed to go uh, pretty well for you uh, heading into Commonwealth Games. Is is the energy kind of the same? Is it is it different? Does it feel like a completely different beast to tackle? Um, what 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 are you feeling heading into the games? No, I think it's. I'm just going to try and approach it the exact same way. To be fair, I mean, obviously it'll be hard um, knowing that I've been such a competitive time to not try and want to replicate something like that again, but. I think the, the biggest key to my success at Budapest was just the fact that, you know, I just let it happen and just let it flow um, and just try to enjoy the experience. Um, and that's what I'll try and do at Commonwealth Games. And I'll just feed off the energy of, you know, the other Australian athletes and uh, we'll get moving and we'll see what we can do. But the main thing I can do is just enjoy this experience. And it's what I'm here for. It's what I love doing. Um, and yeah, I'll just go from there. 